0: nothing really (laughs) not very convincing jane girl whatever it is i've got just the cure for it
1: did you know citr has a women's collective this brand new collective is all about providing and fostering a community for women who are or who want to be in radio fighting the gender disparity in media and centering women's voices and issues If you are a female-identified person or ally who's already involved in radio or wants somewhere to start, this collective is for you. Email womenscollective at citr.ca for more information and to get involved. And tune in Friday at 6 p.m. for the collective show, Lady Radio, featuring music, interviews, events, news, commentary, basically anything we care to talk about. See you then.
0: one word for it. Terrific.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm so proud of it. It's almost indecent of me. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7 on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, I've suffered from my music.
4: Now it's your turn. I've suffered, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I've suffered from my music. Now it's your turn. He's seeing monsters.
5: He's losing his mind and he feels it going. See! I... I-, I-, I-
2: R one oh one point nine on your
6: FM dial. Amplify at your discretion.
2: See
3: I
6: R.
5: When you were young and your heart was an open book, you used to say, live and let live. But if there's ever-changing world which we live in makes you give in and cry, They live and let die mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Live What does it matter to you when you got a job to do, you got to do it You got to give the other fellow hell, say, live and live. We are
7: We heard a vintage station plug from 1993 detailing who has suffered for their music. You find out on last year's sub-pop compilation tape. Available here from ZITR as a tribute to our old home in the Student Union Building before our move last year. And then we heard Duffy off of the 2009 compilation War Child Presents Heroes. That was her take of Live and Let Die. War Child is a nonprofit organization committed to helping out children caught in conflict areas Whether in the midst of conflict or its aftermath And the charity has uh, partnered with musicians to help fundraise basic care like food and shelter In 1995 they released the Help album, Noted Then for its uh, revolutionary quick delivery In that the songs were recorded on a Monday, mixed on a Tuesday And pressed for release the following Monday And then for that Heroes album The concept was that the original artist would pick a younger performer to cover one of their songs. And in this case, Paul McCartney, Macca, elected to have uh, Amy Ann Duffy, a Welsh singer from 2008's debut, Rock Fairy. And I sort of picked up on the Blue-Eyed Soul revival coming together by another Amy, Amy Winehouse. So Duffy took on his Bond theme. And since then, she's been relatively quiet. musically anyways uh, after her second album 2010's Endlessly did not sell in that well so since then she's transitioned to acting most recently appearing in 2015's Legend a story about the Cray Brothers in London with both brothers portrayed by the actor Tom Hardy we'll get more into uh, McCartney and Live and Let Die soon enough but firstly in the background here this is Vancouver's Common Vernacular with a track might as well do it in French. Trois Rue de Navarre. A song uploaded in the SoundCloud a couple years back. Sometimes you can hear a common vernacular filling in for Gareth Moses on CITR's More Than Human radio program, which airs every Sunday evening, as the robots permit. And I suspect uh, Trois de Rue de Navarre, or I guess 32 Rue de Navarre, in. It's a reference to an old Paris brothel that looked like a church, both from the exterior and the interior. And then secondly, well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Exploding Hit Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's water-bound community radio station, CITR. We are your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM. Broadcasting at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus, which is our new home, to the lower mainland of British Columbia, from Squamish to Bellingham there but everywhere else where the internet takes us well you can find us at www.citr.ca my name is Gek, and I'll be chartering a voyage into and under the ocean for the next two hours prepare so to set sail for adventure though I suspect some baddies and some meanies will be after us in short order number over the station for those of you listening live is 604 822-2487 do keep it short and sweet and to the point since we're mixing everything live here to give me some time to pick up the phone, because we have a new system here. It's wacky. Uh, you can email me anytime. I know how that works. It's probably just as wacky. Radiofreegack at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at HundredAir. Exploding Head Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr. Under its given name. So this week we're gonna commemorate the life of the late great Sir George Martin, the legendary producer of the Beatles, amongst other works. And he helped the Parlophone label move away from quirky novelty records towards its own powerhouse during the 60s, thanks to his work with the Fab Four. And many times he was called the Fifth Beatle. So amidst uh, some of his work prior to the Beatles, we'll listen to scores from uh, Yellow Submarine, and then the first Bond film that was scored without longtime composer, another Sir John Barry. As we alluded to at the top, that's 1973's Live and Let Die as I hope you're doing well. Our weather has involved a lot of wind as of late, so hopefully you've been able to batten down the hatches as we continue our nautical metaphors. A few trees have fallen in various places. Someone I know managed to evade having a jeep crushed. So when a tree hits something else, parked next to it. Otherwise, it's kind of a relief to have daylight saving time, in effect, since uh, at this point now, exploding head movies can be done in partial sunlight. Although with our cloud cover as late in the rain, yeah, it's kind of one of those Vancouver sunny days as usual. We'll start off with another recent death in the music world, uh, which ties into the main band that he was associated with, and Andrew Loomis. He was the drummer for the Portland band Dead Moon, and they were kind of a country punk act that lasted 20 years from 1987 to 2006, though they did have a 2014 reunion. Dead Moon consisted of a husband wife duo, Fred and Tootie Cole. Along with Loomis, partly their sound actually for a strong European following until the post ground sound of the mid 90s. Loomis died last week at March 8th. And the cause of death is not yet confirmed, but he was battling lymphoma for over a year and he was 54 years old. So, from their 1989 album Unknown Passage, which inspired the title for a documentary about them in 2004, this will be Dead Moon with Dead Moon Knight here on Exploding her Movies on the All Knowing. CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Imagine living in a place that feels like nowhere you've ever been, but immediately feels like home. A place where you can grow the career you want and earn more than you've ever dreamed. Where modern life meets an endless outdoor playground just outside your back door. Imagine big skies, big playgrounds, and big opportunities. Imagine the Northwest Territories. Learn more at comemakeyourmark.ca From their 2013 album Snake Eyes. That was the Silver Skelton Band with Isolation. It's the quartet of locals Nikki Helmore, Josiah Jones, Matty Geronimo, and Chris Merrill. At least those are the names associated via their Facebook and Bandcamp. They've been quiet for the past couple years. Can't tell what's been happening individually. Since uh, they're relatively low-key online. Nevertheless, Silver skeleton bands still sound nice and ghoulishly raw. And perhaps they'll come back one day to haunt your ears. Behind me. Doing loopy, kind of strange stuff here. This is Montreal's John Ward, Office 2013 release Electron Seance, Volume 1. This is Psychotronic Techniques. Ward's latest album is the tumultuous psych pop, known as 2014's Cozy Ghost. You know, let's talk about Drive a bit. I know the phones closed already well over a week ago. But uh, the website still is going to be working for another day or two. So we go to citr.ca slash donate. You can still donate. So our goal was $40,000 to help grow our cultures. Based on our current total, we hit 35694 So we almost hit our 90% mark, which is pretty good. sure there's still some numbers still to count so that total will still go up but it was an incredible week and we're very grateful for all those people who did donate for the 2016 edition of fun drive so we got our work cut out for ourselves but uh, we'll be producing some better programming better material in discord or magazine better online reviews better photos all the wonderful stuff that you want for next generation of your media now for those of you who pay attention to the Vancouver music scene Petunia and the Vipers have always had a strong presence Petunia mixes together rockabilly, country, swing, and other rootsy stuff and Sometimes he records with the Vipers But as of late, some solo albums have popped forth And for three consecutive Saturdays Starting next Saturday, March 26th and Then April 2nd and 9th Petunia will be co-hosting some uh, acts and artists At uh, the back room of Slickety Jims For some legends of country music Slickety Jim's is the Chat and Chew, great little breakfast joint on Main Street between 18th and 19th on the West Side. And all of Petunia's shows start at 5 p.m. And there's some guests to be determined, some co-hosts. I've heard things like Jimmy Roy, Kathleen Nisbet, and the Minimalist Jug Band. But uh, some things are to be determined still. Otherwise, Petunia will be cameoing the candy show at the Dusty Flower Shop on April 9th. And that's at 2050 Scotia Street. 2-05-0. Petunia's latest album is last year's Freeze the Wind, but we'll go back to 2014's Inside of You. And this track features some accompaniment by Paul Poggett, Paul Rigby, J.P. Carter, Patrick Metzger, and Paul Townsend. So this will be Petunia with the one thing.
1: month add a spring to your step with the canadian cancer society Staffodil dash on april 24th a run to raise funds for cancer research and prevention as well as support for people living with the disease right now run solo bring the family or team up with your friends and colleagues because every step you take every dollar you raise continues the life-saving work of the canadian cancer society register today at cancer.ca slash daffodil dash
7: Originally from Burnaby, B.C., that was Blind Horses with M51. That's their 2013 debut. And as far as I can tell, their only album, A Veil. And in the studio, Blind Horses are the duo of Danny Mayer and Pecky Hi Hadjodukovic. Hadjodukovic. The live, uh, they double in the size of the addition of Jack and Will McDonald. Blind Horses have been uh, also quiet, similar to what we heard uh, earlier with the Silver Skelton band. Um... Though kovic is releasing plenty of music under the alias of post-drag, which tends to have a little bit more of an ambient soundscape that uh, I need to contextualize for you since I only discovered in the midst of researching what Blind Horses is up to, so I expect some more from them in the coming weeks. And in the background, this is production music library legend Keith Mansfield, profiled years ago here on Exploding Hemis. and a consistent backer for most of my segues here. From the 1978 compilation Light My Fire, also, on the equally rare Jingles Volume 2 through the Bruton label. This is Disco Dynamite. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, but we'll head over to Burlington, Ontario next. And Al Okada was one of the founders of the Guelph W post rock act King Cobb Steely. Though well, he left the band before the 2000s to partner with vocalist Tamara Williamson under the name of Micro Bunny. In 2010, Okada. Possibly Williamson. It's not too clear based on the bio, We're joined by Rebecca Campbell, along with some additional live performers to help with their third album, Forty Nine Swans. And that's their been their most recent release in six years. Not sure how the first part of the show became tied to acts we haven't heard much from it in a while. But then again, the George Martin Pro Fobo Hub later was kind of caught in the spur of the moment, so I sort of rug up a whole bunch of other little nice little songs we haven't heard from. But From Forty Nine Swans, this is Micro Bunny, Gravity and Air.
1: Does Discorder magazine summon discord? Only the good kind. This month, we feature musicians and artists sifting through chaos to form distinct creative practices and personas. Flip through the pages of Discorder for Mass Marriage, Iceberg Ferg, Plaza's, Phono Pony, The Jamie and Sarah Experience Project, and more. This month also features artwork by Aaron Moran, live show reviews of Julia Holter and Parquet Courts, and album reviews for You Say Party and Joe Past. We'd also like to thank our advertisers, Vancouver Theatre Sports, Vinyl Records, Rickshaw, Center for Digital Media, Dead Offensive Records, The Rio Theatre, Vinyl Records, LiveVan.com, and AMS Events. Tune in Sundays
2: from 9 till 10 p.m. for bootlegs and b-sides with your host,
7: Doran, for the finest in soul, dubstep, ghetto funk, and electro. Uh, Alabama. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. All
2: right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. And I was gonna do the FM, but all right, take two. All right, <laughs> hey y'all, make sure to catch. <laughs> all right, I gotta make it convincing.
3: Hey <laughs> Hi, y'all, Hi, y'all,
2: what
4: y'all doing tonight?
0: out when collie sweat my sadness that seeps from me. 嗯, 嗯。
7: From a self-released EP Hush Hush Going back to 2013 That was Francesca Belcourt With Senses And Belcourt's primarily known as being one half of the duo Mew Who recently released their two EP And they had planned on a party at the Fox to celebrate that EP launch As they were going to open for drums for two nights But Belcourt was hit by a van recently And she injured her leg So uh, Mew had to drop out On the path to recovery uh, Last week Belcourt played a set her own latest EP, last year's Zongs with a Z, and that was at the Rattle. And at the time she marked it was an end to performing those songs, uh, at least live, for a while. It's not to say that she's stopped doing solo material, along with her own Bandcamp page, which admittedly has been silent since Hush Hush, but uh, shh. She's working with uh, the Genato label right now, and some material's there, but she's also putting up new songs onto YouTube when not mewing it out. Meanwhile, we have physical therapy behind me here. Off of volume one of Scraps, this is Chill with the Toms. Now let's talk about some things that are happening on campus. And one of the many societies here that the AMS provides here on UBC is the Film Society. And at the Norm Theater in the old Student Union Building, they are still screening many a film. And uh, as the schedule goes, well, this Wednesday, March 16th, looks fairly romantic. Uh, City Lights at 7 p.m. and then The Bridges of Madison County at nine on Thursday. Good uh, Wong Kar Wai double shot here. There's some association between the two films. So that through this coming Thursday, St. Patrick's Day Uh, at 7 p.m. It's In the Mood for Love. Great movie that uh, we profiled in the past year or two here on Exploding Head Movies. And then at 9:15, it's uh, Spiritual Partner 2046. During the 50th and final year of the handover of Hong Kong back to China. Uh, Friday, March 18th, there's a beer garden at 7 p.m. It's devoted to Shrek. But uh, one important thing for you Harry Potter fans, uh, there's going to be a Harry Potter marathon for Saturday and Sunday. So both start around in the afternoon. On Saturday, it starts at noon while they screen the first four movies all around. Sorcerer's Stone, although I still want to call it the Philosopher's Stone, based on the book I first read. The Chamber of Secrets, the Prison of Azkaban, and then the Goblet of Fire. And then on Sunday, March 20th, everything starts at 12:30. It's The Order of the Phoenix, the Half Blood Prince, and then Parts One and Two of the Deathly Hallows. So I drop all the H's. And UBC Film Society has their own radio program here on CITR. So check out Real World one of these mornings. I'll dig up the promo. That will do all the work. Otherwise, uh, soundtracks go. Uh, new, there's the latest edition of Divergent called Allegiant by Joseph Chapanese. David Wingo does the music for a Midnight Special, and that's out through Water Tower Music. There is uh, Alex Hefez and his music for the program. Gabriel Yared has a first pressing limited edition of 750 copies for By the Sea. Junkie XL and Hans a partner together, much like Batman and Superman. And they fight on the dawn of justice. And then uh, Clint Mansell, his score to the adaptation of J.G. Ballard's High Rise is out through silver screen. And for those of you looking for the Portishead ABBA cover, nope, that will never be released in any way whatsoever. As re-releases go, uh, FOTEC, along with various artists, uh, provide music for How to Get Away with Murder. Moida, they said. Uh, Nicholas Rojas' score for Ivanhoe is being re-released. David Wingo, again, along with some various artists, uh, sees a limited edition pressing of Mud through the Mondo label. And for Unita Rhoda fans, there's a first pressing, another limited edition of his music from Giulietta degli Spiriti*. We'll hop over to Dataplan here, and they've been part of the local art rock scene for a couple years now. And uh, they're actually going to be playing on Saturday, June 18th, as part of this year's Levitation Vancouver Festival. And they'll be joining a Thundercat, Shabazz Palaces, and more. So check out Levitation Vancouver, because it's going over two days, and there's many things there. Data Plan's most recent release was last year's The Madness Hides, but uh, we'll go off 2014's Data Plan is here. This will be over when you die.
0: Friends? Well, we like you, so become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gives you all kinds of deals with our friends on Main Street, including 10% off at Anti-Social Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Red Cat Records, Woo Vintage Clothing, and more. Visit citr.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest.
8: Associated with Canada's early days has been reintroduced into many areas and it's made a successful comeback. The beaver builds dams because he has to store CITR in water deep enough not to freeze. With all the wood cutting that the beaver has to do, it's fortunate that his incisor teeth never stop growing. And I was tongue
7: From Winnipeg with one of those punny names that may become tired any second now. That was Orlando Gloom with tongue tied. And Gloom's the latest project of Dave Shaw, who has released material in the past as Glass Random and Camp David. It's definitely sounding larger now, as the production value pumps up a touch, though remaining very quirky Hopefully this heralds some more material as Gloom in twenty sixteen. Especially since some festival dates are due out east soon. My name is Guy and new Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM. You can find us online at www.citr.ca. CITR is also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. All the various social media that you need. Perhaps there's a profile languishing on MySpace or Friendster that uh, you may still befriend upon that way. In the background, this is uh, Ramin Jawadi with Winter is Coming. This is off the first volume of the Game of Thrones soundtrack. And there was some fear on the internet uh, that the author George R.R. Martin had died last week as fans of the fantasy novel series, particularly in the wake of the epic HBO series, soon to enter its sixth season, somehow has managed to uh, outpage the original books now. The Bronx writer, rest assured, is still with us, although the confusion is understandable, since if you remove the R's, you get a sense of what we're about to get into. But of course, many people are still clamoring for you know, the sixth book in the series. Forgetting that it took him about 13-plus years to come up with the fifth one. And it was only a scant four or five years ago. Speaking of Jawadi his score to the latest adaptation of Robinson Crusoe is out this week through Universal. Of course, at some point I do need to do a Game of Thrones profile, but I may actually need to catch up on the show first. I do know some experts. I always drag them on air. But There's been a good sort of modern music bend to the series, whether it's based on guests or the weird little mixtapes that have come out. So we'll get to the George R. Martin shortly, but uh, let's prepare ourselves via sneaky means, and I'll explain afterwards. Kitchen Ontario. There's an act called Spoken Mirror. Mm -hmm. Originally from Toronto, but the man grew up as Jordan Mandel. Originally went to Western University before moving to K Dub. Mandel mixes messages about the media along with digital gadgetry and the big guitar work. And somehow works quite well live. So the media part makes sense since there's a Marshall McLuhan bend to his work. So from his 2013 album, The Music is the Message, this will be Spoken Mirror with Cathode Ray. Pay attention to that title since we'll flip it, we'll get into Sir George Martin property.
3: He's
8: coined the phrase, the medium, medium is the message. The medium is the message, the message, the message. A prophet of the electronic rev- revolution. Mr. Marshall McLuhan. Marshall, M- Marshall, M- Is there a profound relation between music and speech? speech. Is there a relation between song and the spoken word? Between song and speech? Mr. Marshall McLuhan. inner trip. So without the music there is no speech.
10: I find that I get lost a
8: lot and then suddenly there's a flash of lightning.
1: I like Star Trek. Yeah, cool. cool. I love The Lord of the Rings. Great. Great,
2: I'm into obscure 1950s atomic monster movies.
1: Uh, sure. I really enjoyed the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles.
2: We can work with that. Here at the UBC Sci-Fi and Fantasy Society, we accept everyone. We have weekly movies, game nights, and the largest non-academic library at UBC. Come by our club room, 3206D in The Nest. It's a great place to eat lunch, hang out,
5: and procrastinate.
2: Check out our Facebook group, UBC Sci-Fi and Fantasy Society, to find out what's going on.
7: What we do this? Hello, hello, boy! This is exciting. Exposed and head moves. <laughs> So we start with spoken mirror with Cathode Ray. And from 1962, we heard Ray Cathode. First with the B-side "Waltz in Orbit," to the A-side, which is behind me, "Time Beat." And Ray Cathode was the first commercial release from the mighty BBC Radiophonic Workshop, a department of the British uh, Transmitter Corporation. British broadcasters, as it were. The department devoted to electronic sounds that have been profiled extensively on exploding hit movies through the years due to their connection to Doctor Who and other quirky sounds through machines. And Cathode Ray was the alias of two people. First off, Madalena Fagandini, an Italian service television producer and musician who was responsible for a lot of jingles and interval singles. And actually, Timebeat was a rework of one of those signals used to help identify frequencies over poor transmissions. The other part of Catherine Ray was George Martin, Sir George Henry Martin, and at this point we should know he's a legend of the music scene, associated commonly and justifiably with the Beatles, but he started off humbly in Highbury, London in 1926, where he learned the piano and became a proficient oboist. And I'll talk about his oboe teacher later on, since, uh, already there's a weird Beatles connection. In 1950, Martin joined EMI as an assistant to the Parlophone manager. And the history of the Parlophone label at the time was that it was once recognized as an important German imprint, but it was never taken that seriously. And they ended up focusing on classical music, jazz, cabaret, original cast recordings, regional British, Scottish, and Irish music, and most significantly, comedy records. And the novelty aspect is another key important fact when tying Martin with the Beatles. Let's get on with some of those tunes the song from comedian Bernard Cribbins was a big hit in 1962 and features Martin on production. This will be The Hole in the Ground.
6: There I was, a digging his hole, all, all in the ground. So big and sold around it wasn't there was I. ¶ Digging it deep, it was flat at the bottom ¶ And the sides were steep ¶ When along comes this bloke in a bowler ¶ Which he lifted and scratched his head ¶ Whoa, he looked down the old, Poor demented soul and he said ¶ Do you mind if I make a suggestion? ¶ Don't dig it there, dig it elsewhere ¶ You're digging it round and it ought to be square ¶ The shape of it's wrong, it's much too long ¶ And you can't put a hole where a hole don't belong I ask, what a liberty, eh? Nearly backed him right in the bowler. Well, there was I A stood in me old Shovel earth For all that I was worth I was And there was him Standing up there so grand and official With his nose in the air So I gave him a look sort of sideways And I leaned on me shovel and sighed. Whoa, I lit me a fag And i been took a drag I replied I just couldn't bear to dig it elsewhere I'm digging it round Cos I don't want it square And if you disagree it doesn't bother me That's the place where The hole's gonna be <laughs> Well there we were Discussing this hole Hole in the ground So big and sold sort around of it was It's not there now The ground's all flat And beneath it is the bloke in the bowler hat That's that.
10: Go at it, shady, ukulele lady, lingotong. If you kiss a ukulele lady, will you promise ever to be true? And she see another ukulele lady fall around with you. Body else, mind, mind, mind. Sing for when it's cool and shady, where well, the tricky wicky wackies woof. If you like a ukulele lady, a ukulele lady. Find somebody else by and mine to sing to when it's cool and shady with a tricky wicky wacky fool. if you I-
7: In the background, this is one of the first ever jazz songs that was recorded almost a hundred years ago, 1917, when jazz was spelt with S's. This is the original Dixieland jazz band with the livery stable blues. And we just heard the Temperance Seven, along with the comedian Peter Sellers, with an old standard, the Ukulele Lady. The Temperance Sevens is a British act formed in 1955 that specials in 1920s style jazz music similar to the Dixielanders behind me. In 1961, they scored a number one hit with their song, You're Driving Me Crazy, showing the eclecticism that the British charts have always had, though at the time, there was a bit of a traditional jazz trend occurring prior to the British invasion. Believe it or not, the Temperance 7 is still active, although at this point, you can imagine, there's been some change in the ranks there. No, ukulele lady wasn't Martin's first hit. Back in 1952, he was given a chance to release a weird record at the behest of the Parlophone boss, despite EMI's disapproval. Just to give him a chance to show him the ropes. That song was Mock Mozart. It's a spoof of classical music featuring Peter Ustinov and Anthony Hopkins. Though he wouldn't identify either actor, since the music features just warbling and humming as they pretend to be various instruments. The Sellers' aspect was a key association with Parlophone and George Martin since comedy albums were Parlophone's key releases up until Beatlemania. Martin produced two of Sellers' albums in the 50s and through Sellers, Martin met Spike Mulligan of the Goon, the Goon Show. As they used to go on and go on, as I was about to call it, the Goon Show. Parlophone managed to release one album of Goon material and uh, Mulligan and Martin became firm friends to the point that Martin was Mulligan's best man at his second wedding. Let's go have another Peter Sellers song here is produced by George Martin. This time, uh, one of the duets he did with the Italian actress Sophia Loren, of whom he was infatuated with during the filming of the 1960 film The Millionaire From their 1960 album Peter and Sophia, this will be Bangers and Mash. We'll then follow up with another Martin-produced song about food. This is Exploding hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. la 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 la
10: So I brought her back to Blighty just to show me mates And though we're married happily, I'll tell you furthermore I haven't had a decent meal since 1944 Hit your manners, Tony Joe That's all you ever say Eat your macaroni, Joe, every blinking
9: time. No wonder you're so bonnie, Joe, and skinny as a rake. Well,
10: then, give us a bash at the bangers and mash me mother used to make. Bangers and mash, minestrone. Bangers and mash, macaroni. Give us a bash at the bangers and mash me mother used to
6: make. Eat
10: your tagliatelle, Joe, that's all I've heard for years. Eat your vermicelli, Joe. It's coming out me ears. You've got to fill your belly, Joe. Joe, for heaven's sake. Well then give us a bash at the bangers and mash. Me mamba you well, to like. Right. Bangers and mash. Tagliatelle. The bangers and mash. A vermicelli. The give us a bash at the bangers and mash. Me mamba you to bite. 1943, Allied forces land in Italy. There's a smashing-looking bird over there, Bert. I think she's showing up there. Well, why don't you chat her up, then? Right. Buongiorno, signorina there. Here, are you married?
2: Hey? There
10: you are. Can't have a fair answer than that, can
0: you? I met him back in Italy So dashing and good-looking He wined me and he dined me Every night He said, I smiled so prettily, and how he loved my cooking. But since he's married me, it seems he's lost his appetite.
10: Eat your jelly soft
2: That's all you ever say
10: Eat your jelly soft
2: Every blooming day
10: You've got to feel your belly soft Soft for heaven's sake
2: When they give us a bash at the bangers and <laughs> mash Your mother used to
10: make Bangers and the mash
9: Minestrone Bangers and the mash Macaroni
10: Give me a bash with the bangers <laughs> and the mash Like <laughs> the same one that your mother was What are you laughing at now? Now
9: <laughs> listen, please Joe? Yes? Why don't you belt up, or I'll give you a punch-up front?
10: Now she's a tells me Ha!
9: Mamma mia.
2: Passionate, playful, and provocative storytelling. Theatre at UBC's upcoming show, The Arabian Nights, by acclaimed playwright Mary Zimmerman, is being directed by Evan Frame and running from March 17th to April 2nd at the Frederick Wood Theatre. The narrative centers around Scheherazade's tales told to King Shariar in hopes that she may live another night. or 1001 nights. <laughs>
9: And sit by my side. We couldn't choose a better night if we tried. Can't you imagine what a thrill it will be picking a chicken with me? It's so romantic, the moon up above is extra bright on a night such as this. Pulling a wishbone with someone you love is almost certain to end with a kiss. So come to the barbecue, my darling, my dear. I'm so in love with you, and when you are near, I get a feeling that forever you'll be picking a chicken with me. <laughs> Romantic, the moon up above is extra bright On a night such as this Pulling a wishbone with someone you love Is almost certain to end with a kiss, kiss, kiss So come to the barbecue, my darling, my dear I'm so in love with you, and when you are near I get a feeling that forever you'll be Picking a chicken with me. Picking a chicken with me Picking a chicken with me
7: Born Eva Kaledi in Budapest, Hungary, she married and became Eve Boswell back in 1955 along with the Glenn Summers and his orchestra. That was their take of an old South African song with new words called Picking a Chicken. That appeared on her 1956 album Sugar and Spice, which featured ten songs in nine different languages, which based on her history growing up in Switzerland and becoming a star in South Africa along with Britain. Makes a bit of sense. I was first exposed to that through a triple CD designed for children I picked up in the UK ten years ago called Hello Children Everywhere. In the background, this is the A-side to the original Dixieland jazz band song we heard earlier. Again, from 1917, this is the Dixie jazz band One Step. Before we get to the Beatles proper, let's listen to George Martin's own music. And he composed composer arranged his own music for TV and film ranging from the David Frost theme and Adagietto for harmonica and strings for Tommy Riley, to film scores like Crooks Anonymous, Pulp, and the Honky Tonk Freeway. Later on the show, we'll profile two of the scores that he worked on that we probably know quite well, but let's hear him with the theme to BBC Radio 1, back when they had, well, they didn't have 24-7 programming, so this song was used at 7 a.m. to start each broadcast day, and at 2 a.m. to end that day. So from 1967, this will be George Martin and his orchestra, with theme one we'll follow up a little bit of a horror theme once and then we'll get into the Beatles.
2: laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing. UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us
7: on Facebook to learn what our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers.
2: UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on.
7: With his theme to the 1970 horror series, Tales of Unease. That was George Martin with Eerie Theory. And it's one of the tracks included on the recent compilation, Happy Machine, Standard Music Library, 1970 to 2010, from the UK label Public Information. And behind me, this is Martin and his orchestra, with Ringo's theme, otherwise known as This Boy. And this is one of his soundtrack cues from the Beatles' 1964 film, A Hard Day's Night. So yeah, despite all his success producing comedy and jazz albums, George Martin yearned for a rock and roll act to sign a Parlophone, and he heard through various contacts that Brian Epstein was managing an act from Liverpool that couldn't get signed to any other label. Martin invited over to Abbey Road Studios for an audition that could lead to a contract, but he wasn't really a fan of what he heard on their demo, but he loved the duels, vocals of John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And initially, things weren't too promising either, as the original drummer Pete Best was determined to be awful, and the songs weren't good enough. So Martin offered the band a chance to offer their own complaints, and George Harrison stated, Well, there's your tie for a start. Then Lennon and McCartney joined in with their own jokes, and Martin came around due to their wit, and he later found out the Beatles were massive goon show fans, along with Peter Sellers, so their humor aligned quite nicely along with his... Martin offered the Beatles some songs to give them their first hits, but after some discussion, they opted for one of their originals, Love Me Do, featuring session drummer Andy White. The new drummer, Ringo Starr, was relegated to uh, doing uh, maracas and tambourine. Eventually, Starr became the real drummer, which timed nicely for their second recording, Please Please Me, and they became their first number one, after Martin suggested that uh, they speed up the original tempo of the song. So Martin's musical knowledge brizzed nicely with the Beatles' raw talent, and after doing some albums that were quickly recorded to capture energy, they learned how to use the studio and all its tricks. Martin marchant introduced them to uh, classical arrangements, used effectively for songs like Eleanor Rigby and Yesterday, he played piano on Lovely Rita and In My Life, and then on harpsichord for fixing a hole. Then he did the organ plus tape loop mayhem for a being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. So I'll share one Beatles track that uh, highlights Martin's influence by experimental means before we start getting into the two soundtracks we have. And this is the final track on the Beatles' 1966 album, Revolver, showing the power of backwards masking as I pop my peas here, along with multiple samples triggered through tape reels, including a sped-up laugh that sounds like a seagull. And then Lennon's vocals were processed through a spinning Leslie speaker. Lyrics were based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. The song relies on one primary chord based on the band's recent visits to India. And the title came from a Ringo Starr quote during an interview about someone cutting off a bit of his hair when he was at an embassy ball. And the song was recently brought back to mind since a later episode of Mad Men licensed this song for $250,000. Also serves as a template for the Chemical Brothers, so meditate on this. The Beatles with tomorrow never knows. And tomorrow will never know if you live or if you die.
9: The very best in bluegrass music, plus classic country, Cajun, rockabilly, western swing, and whatever jumps off the shelves at us. Tune in every Tuesday morning at 6.30 for Pacific Pickin' with your host, Arthur Berman.
3: And I'm Andrew.
9: The lovely Andrea, who will also provide you with our concert calendar and every bit of news and information you can possibly need. And as if that wasn't enough, there's a warm-up show at 6, featuring a little bit of a wider variety of roots and branches of bluegrass music. So tune in each morning, 6 for the warm-up show, 6.30 for the main show, Pacific Pickin' on CITR 101.9 in Vancouver.
7: With their theme to the James Bond film of the same name from 1973. That was Paul McCartney, along with his post-Beatles band Wings, with Live and Let Die. Tickets for Paul McCartney's shows when he plays Rogers Arena Tuesday, April 19th, and Wednesday, April 20th, went on sale today. Uh, They started at $120 and more, but when's the next time you'll see him? Just think about that. It was uh, Paul and his wife Linda wrote that theme at the request of the Bond producers. And they originally wanted Shirley Bassey or Therma Houston to perform the song. And the McCartneys put their foot down saying that they wanted to sing it during the opening credits. And one of the producers acquiesced mostly since uh, he didn't want to screw up again after rejecting a chance to work on a hard day's night. Living that time was significant that he reunited McCartney with producer George Martin after the Beatles broke up in 1970. And, uh... It was groundbreaking in other ways in the Bond series. After Sean Connery had come back for 1970's Diamonds Forever after another actor, George Lesenberry did his one and done with Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Roger Moore made his debut. And uh, for a long time, well, he was Bond for seven films. Also, this was the first score of the Bond series not to rely on John Barry in any way whatsoever. And he'd recorded the previous five themes and orchestrated the James Bond theme, and everything starting from Dr. No. Barry was unavailable and a bit put off to the producers didn't like his theme from Diamonds. And based on the money required to pay McCartney for his theme, another composer couldn't be found quickly enough to help out. So with the budget left, they picked George Martin. We'll get to Martin's music shortly here, but first in the background, what we just heard there from Live and Let Die, that was the Olympia Brass Band. First off with the funeral march, just a closer walk with the... Then uh, trumpeter Alvin Alcorn kills a spy in the film, and the music changed to a more lovely Joe Avery's piece, otherwise known as New Second Line. I'll talk a bit more about the influences afterwards, but I expect a bit of a Cajun theme here. So to start, this will be George Martin with Baron Samedi's Dance of Death from Live and Let Die. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. I expect you to listen. So from his score to Live and Let Die, that was George Martin there with Baron 70s defense uh, of death. Then a little quarter number, a gets her cards. So we're playing on some of the romantic Bond themes there from John Barry. Then we have the percussive sacrifice. And behind me, trespassers will be eaten. So for Live and Let Die, I was inspired by exploitation films and opted for Harlem, New Orleans, and a Caribbean island for its destinations. And there was a brief moment where American actors were considered to replace Connery, but saner heads prevailed, and Roger Moore represented MI6. However, many African Americans appeared in the film, all definitely from black exploitation, ranging from Yafet Koto from Across 110th 10th Street, Earl Jolly Brown, Gloria Hendry, and Julian Harris. And then Solitaire was played by a young Jane Seymour, prior to Dr. Quinn, a Medicine Woman. The overall reaction to the film was mixed, partly since there were some racial misplays along with some kind of misfit, humorous elements there, including a Cajun sheriff who later appeared in the follow-up, the man with the golden gun. It's noteworthy for the golden gun that uh, John Barry came back to score that. However, the relatively grounded story of Live, Let, Die about drug dealing rather than world domination, along with the impressive stunts for the time involving boats, offer a chance for Bond Films to explore some different stories. So, we'll continue with our George Martin theme, but for our second part... It's time to go Under the Sea.
1: Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theater, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theater, visit their website at www.riotheater.ca.
7: the background, this is George Martin with Yellow Submarine and Pepperland from the 1968 animated film of the same name. And it was based on the 1966 song written by McCartney for Ringo Starr to sing. McCartney was staying at the parent place of uh, his girlfriend, uh, Jane Asher, when he came up with the song. His girlfriend's mother, uh, Margaret Elliot, an oboe professor who taught George Martin how to play that reed instrument. So... A little bit of a connection there to see what's going on. Anyways, uh, the throwaway song had a kid's element to it, so when the animated movie was proposed, the Beatles went with it since uh, they thought it would help them c- complete their movie contract with United Artists after a hard day's night, and uh, a movie they weren't fond of filming, which was 1965's Help. Uh, however, in the end, uh, they wound up having to do the film Let It Be to actually end their obligation. So, As for the soundtrack album, it was another contractual agreement, so the Beatles wrote a few songs for the film. For the record, musicians didn't end up voicing their own characters who wander around a psychedelic Peter Max environment, helping to free Pepperland from the blue meanies. So, six of the songs of theirs appear on the A side of the album. The second half features George Martin's score, recorded in two days with a 41-piece orchestra. So we'll start off with Martin's Sea of Holes before we explore another sea and see if some meanies strike. So, from his score to the film Yellow Submarine, we heard George Martin there first with Sea of Holes, then we heard about a minute or two each of Sea of Monsters, which uh, riffs on box air on the G string before we closed with March of the Meanies. The Beatles themselves appear at the end of the film. Not as cartoons, but uh, as their own very selves. And when they actually finally caught the film once it was ready, they liked it to the point they actually did some promotion for it, instead of holding back as originally planned. The album Yellow Submarine came out in 1969, a couple of months after the release of the Beatles' epic double album, which became known as the White Album. And for a time it thought that an EP would be best suited for the score. But the album contract didn't specify an EP. So, manager Brian Epstein went with a full album, including Martin's score. Based on discussion, Martin ceded credit on the film, which robbed him of substantial royalties. Lennon wasn't pleased by having Martin's music appearing on the film, declaiming all of what Martin did for them, although that extended to his anger, which helped in part to break up the Beatles. This is in contrast to McCartney, who learned a lot from Martin as their partnership was more cooperative, this is evidence as evidenced as their continued to work together in the 70s and 80s. Along with working with the Beatles, Martin worked with other acts like Jerry and the Pacemakers, The Dakotas, and Matt Monroe, which connects back to James Bond since Martin introduced Monroe to the Bond producers, for whom he then sang the theme to 1963's From Russia with Love. Martin also produced Shirley Bassey's take of Goldfinger. Post-Beatles, Martin worked with Jeff Beck, Cheap Trick, Kenny Rogers, Elton John, America, and Celine Dion, just to name but a few. There's so many stories to tell about George Martin's influence on music. Plenty of books, documentaries, and there's actually a new one through PBS due soon featuring his participation. It's called Soundbreaking, dealing with the entire process of uh, collaboration and music. Martin never accepted the honorific Fifth Beatle title. He took no co-writing credit, even though a lot of his work was put into the band. George Martin died in his sleep this past March 8th at his home in Wiltshire, England. He was 90 years old. Ringo Starr tweeted first his condolences and upon an confirmation the music world and so that's it for Exploding Head Movies this week coming up very very soon is the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker he's ready to share with you over three hours of the top notch jazz you better like it or you change the dial your call but stay tuned to CITR please uh, next week uh, many plans have changed uh, we'll feature actually 2014 Canadian B-movie Wolf Cop with a soundtrack by Saskatoon Stoner Act shooting guns and then two weeks from now I'll be on the road uh, I'll do some fill-in stuff with some Indian music from the Darjeeling Limited otherwise in the background this is Temple Volant off of the Vancouver Act's 2014 album Flying V Temple, this is Masquerade and we'll close with another cover of Live and Let Die had to throw another Beatles song out of the way You've probably never heard them, so. Uh, a famous version is Guns N' Roses' version, but since the jazz show is waiting in the wings, let's go with the New York Quartet's Sex Mob off of 1998's Din of Inequity. Prepare to live and let die. My name is Gak, and I expect you to live another seven days until we meet again. Jazz, coming up soon. Stand by.
8: Are listening